have you with us midweek, middle part of training camp. You can actually make the case where we can see the, you know, we can see the finish line of Jaguars training camp. Camp Urban 21, good to have you with us alongside Hayes Carline, our Jaguars beat writer. My name is Rick Ballou. I am uh, proud to be back as the sideline reporter for 2021. Hayes, we got a football game coming up against the Cleveland Browns in just a couple of nights. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be really interesting to see what Urban Meyer decides to do with the starting quarterback. Uh, what, what's your gut feeling with where uh, where the Jaguars are going with that decision? You know, we're going to find out, I would think, uh, tomorrow when Urban speaks to us, and se- unless something leaks somehow, somewhere, uh, perhaps tonight or, or maybe early tomorrow, Daryl Bevel. Uh, wrapping up Wednesday's practice, uh, did say that right around now as we're uh, taping this here on a early on a Wednesday evening that they would make up their mind at some point today or tonight. I just I'm under the impression he's not going to go. I, we know Baker Mayfield is not going to go, but it's interesting. Tom Brady's going to play a couple of series uh, for Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers is not going to play. Obviously, Dak Prescott is not going to play. It's been a little bit mysterious to me the way, including today, where Gardner Minshew once again got the majority of the reps with the first team, the way they have brought along Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Right, but you said Trevor was brilliant today. He was very good. Yeah, yeah. he was outstanding today. Yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, I think when you look at it, I, I don't understand why Trevor Lawrence wouldn't be the starting quarterback Saturday night, unless you're just not going to play him, but I can't remember a healthy rookie ever just not playing in the preseason uh, opener uh, at all. I, I wouldn't play him very much, but I would absolutely start him, play him about 10 snaps, get him out of there. The idea that they may start Gardner Minshew, and, and I agree with you. I think there's a real chance it might happen. It, it's idiocy to me. Uh, it, it, it is absolutely makes no sense to start Gardner Minshew uh, Saturday night against Cleveland when you know damn well that he is not going to be starting when you go to Houston on September 12th. And so, you know, I well, you know, I've heard the argument, well, maybe they're trying to build up the trade. You, you don't do that. You don't build your club around how can I, you know, build up trade value for a player. You have to get ready to play. And Trevor Lawrence needs to be out there with the starters. And and to me it's like either don't play him or start him because if you're going to play Gardner Minshew for let's say 15 snaps, then you're going to bring Trevor Lawrence in. Well, you need him to be with the front-line offensive line for his protection. So now you're going to ask your starting offensive line to go like 30, 35 snaps right out of the gate in preseason? That doesn't make sense to me either. So it, it there is not a path in which starting Gardner Minshew makes any sense to me at all Saturday night. We have much more to get into as far as that is concerned, but let's get things rolling right here on Death Taxes and Duval. Let's uh, uh, you know, bring up our sponsors, and uh, they mean so much to us here in the city. Uh, that includes Mark Tuzolo. He is with Patriot Roofing Services Incorporated. His phone number is 982-4052. Whether it is your business, whether it is your home, they are available for you. All sorts of roofing repairs, metal roofing, venting, skylights, chimney repairs, you name it, they have it. Just give Mark a phone call today at Patriot Roofing. And again, the phone number is local. It is 982-4052. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate them. Appreciate the law office of Stephen Doty. Stephen's a huge Jags fan, prides himself on being affordable, and really there are so many people going through tough times right now with medical bills. You know, if you've been hospitalized with COVID, you might have a huge medical bill. You might be thinking about bankruptcy, 
uh, options available to you. Stephen Doty is an excellent resource for that. If you have any sort of financial trouble, Stephen Doty is a great, great person to call. You can reach him at 416-8328. He can also help you out with any sort of family law issue you're having but particularly those medical bills that are getting so high for so many people. If you're in, if you're needing help, call Stephen Doty at 416-8328. No doubt. We thank Stephen uh, for being a part of Death Taxes and Duval. All right, let's try to sort this out because to me, this is the premier story. And, you know, I've given it a lot of thought. Um, no matter who you are or how much you have attended these media sessions so far that have been opened during training camp, it is clearly obvious uh, to the eye that or eyes that Trevor Lawrence is far and ahead the best quarterback again today he was five for five in red zone four touchdowns uh, he threw a ball to Tavon Austin where he took a little off it perfect placement he threw one to, to Cotton on the other side then two in a row to the middle part of the end zone uh, to James O'Shaughnessy he was basically doing whatever he wanted to do so why is he taking snaps with Ty Shatley and Casey McDermott, in my mind, Hayes, he should be taking every single snap with Brandon Linder. Is it, let's bring him along slowly, we've given him all this installation, he's swimming in facts and swimming in new info and he's got to get it. Is it, let's get the media out of here and then once they're gone, we'll run this thing the way we want to run it. Is there anything that that I didn't add there that perhaps I'm missing or that you just don't get it at all? I think we're dealing with something that really concerns me because it's something that exists too much in the NFL among bad franchises, uh, and it's overthinking. And Urban Meyer has never struck me as an overthinker. He's struck me as a brilliant coach, a football genius that uh, doesn't overthink things. Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer are overthinkers. Daryl Bevel threw it from the one-yard line in a Super Bowl when all he had to do was hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch and probably good things were going to happen for Seattle. And my fear is that there is too much overthinking with this particular decision. Everyone knows Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. The reason Urban Meyer is coaching this team is because he had the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick in the draft. Trevor Lawrence, to your point, has been far better than Gardner Minshew in camp. It's not that Gardner Minshew has been bad, but Trevor Lawrence has been sensational. And to your point, makes throws that Gardner Minshew simply cannot and will not ever make. I think they're overthinking this one, whether it's, you know, they don't want the media, whether it's that they feel some, some you know, respect to Minshew, which I think that's misguided. What's Gardner Minshew ever done to deserve that here? What's he ever won of significance? He's a third-year veteran. So I don't know why they would hold him in such high regard. There are literally like two spots that are being rotated right now on this football team when it comes to the starters. If you had everybody available, they're rotating the safety spot opposite Rayshon Jenkins. Right. And they're rotating quarterback. Mm -hmm. It's madness. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just – I wish I had an answer. And, you know, we've asked. We asked Daryl Bevel today. I mean – Maybe what Charlie Strong told us yesterday when we were talking about C.J. Henderson, who, you know, they've been bringing along slowly. He made practice again today. He, he looked he looked better today. He looked fluid. 
but he got toasted uh, on a, on a couple of long passes. And you know, there's some media members out there who thought that he was not going 100. percent We'll we'll touch on CJ a little bit later. But Charlie Strong said, "Hey, we still got a month. It's not like we have a game this Saturday. We we still got a month. I wonder if." That is part of the plan as well. Let's just not throw Trevor right in with everything, uh, whether they're worried about camp or not. I, I don't know, but it just, I don't understand him working with the second team offensive line. And in some cases against the first, uh, third team offensive line. And, and Hayes, it's not like when he's doing that, he's always going up against the starting defense. He's not. There are times where he's going up against the twos and the threes defensively. And the the other thing that I'll say about it, too, that, that is part of why I'm so infuriated by this, you think Patrick Mahomes is rotating days with the one? Is Josh Allen doing that? The teams that the Jaguars have to look at, that's the bar, that's who we're chasing. If we're going to get into this tournament, these are the teams we have to think about. You think Baker Mayfield is, is having days where he doesn't run with the ones? So why? You're already at a disadvantage. Because you're the young team, you're the team that was one in fifteen. Why would you put yourself at a further disadvantage by playing your starting quarterback less in training camp with the ones, giving him fewer reps with the ones than his counterparts are in the other outposts in the AFC? It doesn't make any sense. You think Ryan Tannehill is is splitting reps with the ones in camp? No, he's getting every rep yeah. with the ones in camp, which is gonna make him better. It's gonna make him more prepared why you would hamstring Trevor Lawrence in the way that they've approached this, it just doesn't make sense. They're treating Trevor Lawrence like they took him in the middle of the second round. And they're like, did we really strike gold here? We have a veteran. You took him number one overall. He is clearly going to be your starter. He's done nothing to – it's not like he's slumping. And there'd be a question of, well, maybe he does need to just – it hasn't looked good. It's looked great. Yeah. There, yeah. there, there is nothing that anyone can say to convince me that they need to keep this open at nine seventeen tomorrow morning when Urban Meyer starts this thing. He has to say Trevor Lawrence is starting against Cleveland. Trevor Lawrence is our quarterback. That's right. Urban will be with us tomorrow before practice, as opposed to after. So, uh, and to credit him, he's been very transparent. I mean, he has said everything that we have asked. He's got to let us know tomorrow. Now, I'm under the impression, this is just my opinion, I'm under the impression that Trevor Lawrence is not going to play on Saturday night. What's your gut telling you? I think he would play, but I'd have no problem if they don't. I mean, he is just, he's so valuable. This franchise, whether Urban Meyer feels it or not, this franchise has just been so seemingly doomed that why tempt fate? Why put him out there? and run the risk that somebody gets past Cam Robinson and and falls into his knee as he plants and Trevor Lawrence is is now on IR all year. I mean, so I, I would understand it if they don't play him. I think he's going to play. I think it'll be about 10 snaps. It'll be very quick. Uh, he'll throw it, you know, four or five times, and I think I, I'd be surprised if, if any of those five are, hey, take a five-step drop and, and – throw it deep downfield. I think it'll the ball will be designed to get out of his hand very quick. He'll hand off to James Robinson a couple times. He'll hand off to Hyde once or twice. He'll hand off to, to ETN once, might throw ETN a, a quick pass. Uh, and I think that's about it. I, I would say a very conservative 10-play script 
would be the ideal formula. But I'd, I'd rather him not play mm-hmm. than go in second. Oh, my God. What, no. what do you think the crowd reaction will be? I mean, if, if Gardner Minshew goes out there with the ones. I think that's what we're going to see. I do. I think that is what we are going to I think Urban proved last Sunday that it, it, as much as he wants to get things turned around, at this point he's not worried about pleasing the fans or anyone else. He, he is doing what he solely believes is the best thing for this football team. And, you know, one of the big questions that we've talked about all offseason is the transition from college to pro. Uh, would I be out of line to, to to say that maybe this is Urban, a little bit of the college guy? This is the hotshot quarterback, but no, you got to come in here and earn it. Where, uh, what is Daryl Bevel thinking? What is Brian Schottenheimer thinking? What is Trent Bulky? I'm not trying to create anything here. Trust me, I'm I'm trying to be delicate with this. But could there be a major difference in opinion on this? Is maybe a little of the college mentality of earning your stripes as you come in compared to the others that I mentioned who are solely NFL guys saying, uh-uh, you got to play him right now. Yeah, it just, but to me, it doesn't make sense because Tyson Campbell is starting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. they have one that in, in that he's he is going mm. to start. I mean, and, and Cisco may end up starting and Walker a little at some point. Yeah, down yeah. the road. I mean, you can have four starters. Yeah, not it, to mention ETN, who's going to be highly involved. Yeah, I just I don't get the mentality yeah. of these other positions. It's fine. You know, it's fine for Ty- Tyson Campbell, who's come on in camp over the last week but wasn't setting the world on fire before they got into pads Um, why is it okay for Tyson Campbell to basically be handed a job but it's not okay for Trevor Lawrence to be given what is something we all know is eventually going to be in his possession which is this offense and this team and this franchise and this city I don't have an answer for you I don't either I I just I think it has to do something it means something along the lines in my opinion of humbling this man who is supposed to totally turn around this franchise and maybe it's baby steps i i don't know but tomorrow morning will be very interesting we get a chance to talk with urban meyer uh let's go around here a couple of other notes uh first off you know Jacksonville's been down six wide receivers, and a, a couple have returned. Marvin Jones returned yesterday. Philip Dorsett uh, did return today. Tremendous opportunity for others. Two weeks ago, I had Colin Johnson cut. He has played really good football in the last week. In the last three days, Jamal Agnew, who's kind of you know forgotten, he played under Daryl Bevel. He caught the ball a little bit, ran it a little bit. He's one of the premier return guys uh, in the National Football League. He has looked real good. And let's add now Tavon Austin, an afterthought since he's got I mean, he's made everything that has been thrown in his direction. Jaguars are going to cut a couple of good wide receivers. Yeah, it's a great point, Rick, because uh, there's there's no question about it. Uh, the, you're going to see some Jaguar receivers quickly get scooped up either through the waiver wire process or, you know, if it's a player like Tavon Austin, maybe just directly uh, sign a, a, a new deal. It's... It, uh, I've been really impressed with the depth that they've created there. Um, you know, you'll, if everybody's healthy, I like Chark and, and Chenault uh, and Marvin Jones as a trio. Colin Johnson has done some nice things. Dorsett uh, got off to a good start, but he missed a week. It's good that he was back today because he's now at the point where it's like, okay, it's it's now or probably never. Um, 
And uh, and you mentioned uh, Tavon Austin, who's looked really good. Laquan Treadwell has been the revelation of training camp. Right. Uh, so they really do have – and Agnew, Agnew is going to break a punt or two this mm-hmm. year. And that was evident the other Saturday, I think, is when they, they kind of scrimmaged that. And right. he's got a great north-south. Um, so uh, so they're, they're incredibly uh, well-built at that position. And uh, it's good to know that, you know, they expect Chark to be ready for Houston – but I agree with you. I mean, they're probably going to keep six, and that seventh, eighth guy, that's going to be a talented player. Yeah, they'll probably be able to bury, you know, Jalen Camp on the on the practice squad. I, you can't do that with a six foot six Colin Johnson. If if you cut him, you lose him. He's going to get snatched up mm-hmm. by someone, and I think they have to keep him based on what we've seen now in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Caleb on Chase on said some interesting things today, not only about uh, the brand-new defensive scheme, but you know, I asked him about the three tackles, and obviously he's had big battles early on uh, with Walker Little. Uh, a, a little uh, a stretch by him, but anyway, he did say, these are the best tackles I'm going to go against all year, and let me tell you why. They know what I'm doing. They know what move is coming. And we're able to have these good battles. When we take on these opponents, they're not going to know what's co- coming. But he cited improvement with Cam, improvement with Dewan, uh, Juwan Taylor. He's known Walker Little going back to his high school days. And obviously, he's been uh, with the offense on the talk of camp. So, again, this kind of ongoing thought about the tackles right now for this football team better than I think people want to admit. Yeah, absolutely. I think they have three really good ones right now, uh, and that's exciting because most clubs don't have that. Most clubs don't have two, and so uh, the Jaguars really do have some great depth there. Uh, if something were to happen, uh, I'm assuming Walker Little open as the swing tackle uh, in week one. Uh, he might be the best swing tackle in the league. Uh, that that's that he, he looks fantastic, and uh, I'll, I'll say this for Chase on too. Uh, and I get what he's saying. He's he's right. They they know his move. So uh, you know I, I get what he's saying. He was a revelation Saturday. Yeah. I mean I, I you know, we've been sort of waiting for Caleb on right. Chase on to arrive. I mean he had like, he, I mean two or two three sacks. Uh, I mean he had uh, a PBU on a quick pass. He had deep coverage down the field and and forced uh, an incompletion. I think it was O'Shaughnessy that Bether was trying to hit. Uh, Caleb on Chase on really had an unbelievable Saturday. That was the scrimmage. Uh, really had an unbelievable uh, Saturday practice in that uh, 11 on 11 for basically two hours and 15 minutes. That was really good to see out of him. Yeah, uh, better football, no question about it. And, you know, they're starting, it feels like they're getting guys in spots. Jihad Ward, uh, you know, Dewan Smoot. Um, obviously, Josh Allen, it's good to see him back. He had missed a couple of days. He had personal days. He was back today. Uh, also, um, Chenault had a personal day on Tuesday. He was back out there. Let's let's wrap here with C.J. Henderson, and then we'll spend a minute and give us a couple of thoughts that you saw in the scrimmage. But let's go into detail here on, on C.J. This is really hard to figure out. It wasn't a great day on the field for him today but at least he was out there and it was the most extensive work he has had yet so instead of just throwing an absolute negative on this whole thing the fact that he was out there giving it a go is something now I still realize we're talking about the ninth pick in last year's draft it's incredibly positive considering where it was on Monday um, where it was when you found out he was missing another day uh, and it was uh, getting very concerning in terms of 
Uh, where is everything going with uh, with C.J. Henderson in this organization? He had the Jeremy Fowler uh, report uh, about a trade and, and, and things like that. Um, it's it's been good to see. I'm, I'm still my fingers are crossed uh, because I'm hopeful that everything's behind C.J. Henderson and he and Urban Meyer and Charlie Strong have have come to a, a, a good place where now his career here can continue. But he's going to have to stack up weeks of not being a distraction before I think you really settle into a comfort zone with him. Uh, I totally am fine with him struggling out of the gate because he's on practice three. Other guys are on practice 12. That's just not fair uh, for C.J. Henderson to be expected to be a lockdown. A couple more days, you should start to see a a big improvement because we know what he can do when he's fully healthy. showed it against the Colts last year. But the biggest thing for me is just, can he be counted on? And hopefully he can be. Uh, but but that is that is going to be the the biggest thing with C.J. Henderson now is is he somebody that this franchise can rely upon? Uh, and and we talked about it before camp that he might be the the biggest crossroads player on the roster in terms mm-hmm. of he might be an All Pro, but he might be a bust. Never dreamed he just wouldn't play. Right. That that would be something that would be in the air. Uh, but great to hear Charlie Strong say that C.J. Henderson wants to play. He's been out there for a couple of days, and and hopefully he's on the right track to contributing. I've really been paying attention to him, particularly today with, with everything, not not just you know what he's doing as far as his technique and his coverage skills while he's out on the field, but I'm, I'm watching him as he comes off the field. Is he high-fiving his teammates? Is he giving knuckles to his teammates? When he goes to the sideline, is he talking to coaches? Is he talking to players? It seems like early on out there, he was all by himself in his own little world. I saw a little bit more of that today, although most times it was started by a teammate, not him. That's very concerning to me because if if I can see that as far as what, you know, in, in this situation, they were pretty far down the field. They were about 70 yards down the field away from us. If, if I'm spotting that from where I'm at, you know internally the coaches see it and the players feel it. So... Maybe that's just him. Maybe that's his personality. I really don't remember that last year because I wasn't looking for it, but today I was. Yeah, and I will say this. if This is something that at least gives me some hope and encouragement. If C.J. Henderson is around Shaq Griffin and Rayshon Jenkins, oh, yeah. my guess is he's going to get some enthusiasm about playing football for this team mm-hmm. uh, and to be in the room with those guys. So hopefully uh, I don't know enough about Tyson Campbell's personality yet, Andre Sisco's personality yet. Uh, but I can tell you, and I'm sure you guys have already figured this out, Shaq Griffin and Rayshon Jenkins are electrifying as players and as people. And hopefully those two veterans can be a uh, a source of excitement for C.J. Henderson and, and aid in Urban Meyer and, and Charlie Strong's efforts to make sure C.J. Henderson is, is ready to play good football here. Let's wrap it up with a couple of thoughts that you saw over the weekend. Uh, the scrimmage really was Saturday as opposed to Sunday, even though the fans came out to the bank about 15,000 uh, plus to watch things. Uh, I'll single out a couple of guys. Uh, I thought Ben Barch was was getting worked in pass coverage uh, earlier in practice. Uh, he had a real good effort yesterday. I thought he won all four of his battles. As a matter of fact, he did during Winners and Losers, headed up by Urban Meyer. So Ben Barch has been getting a lot of play this week out left guard as as Andrew Norwell has not gone. Norwell uh, appeared today for the first time 
in probably four or five practices, but he was held off to the side. So Ben Barch needed to improve as far as his strength from a year ago starting to see signs of that in his play. Yeah, and that, it's a great call because, and again, this goes back to the whole the silly quarterback rotation thing. They haven't rotated that at all. It's been, since Andrew Norwell was out, it's been Ben Barch every rep at first-team left guard. They haven't needed a rotation there. It's been Ben Barch. Well, I could argue, why would that not be ro- a rotation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Barch has obviously really impressed them, and, and he does look physically, he looks like he's made great strides. And uh, has done a nice job there. And again, that's another position where you feel good about Tyler Shatley, you feel good about Ben Barch, you feel good about you know whoever the third tackle ends up being. You know the Jaguars might actually have some good depth there. Hopefully, they won't have to use it. Hopefully, the starting five play a thousand something snaps. Uh, are, are you sold that Richardson wins that? Is there a chance for Gray? Is there a chance for Wallace being that ninth offensive lineman? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I think absolutely. But I think there are eight or or entrenched yeah and and I think those will be the eight that are up on game day so unless there's an injury Mm -hmm. I I don't I think one somebody else will make the roster and probably be inactive on on game day right but I think they've done a nice job there and uh I agree those guys are going to try to bury on the practice squad yeah absolutely particularly Gray and Wallace oh yeah Wallace is 360 pounds mountain yeah I mean he he is absolutely a mountain um, I, I'll say this. This stood out to me Saturday, and it's been a reoccurring theme. Devon Hamilton is a freak show. Oh, he is. I mean, he has really, really answered the call uh, as a second-year breakout candidate. And uh, he's had some great battles with Linder in those one-on-ones, but he's been very consistent. Devon Hamilton is somebody that is really catching my eye. All right. Saturday night. Uh, the score doesn't mean anything. Let's leave the Lawrence part out of it because we don't know what – are you looking for more than anything during this first game against Cleveland? I, I Just stay healthy. Nothing really. I'd like to see some elements of confusion from the defense, but that's unfair to Joe Cullen because it's like, do you want to show your cards in a preseason game? So, uh, you know, it, it's... I think the the biggest thing is get, get sort of an idea of how they're uh, adapting the, you know, Cullen scheme. You know, no blown coverages, that sort of thing. If they're, you know, offensively, are they operating smoothly? Not a lot of, you know, uh, or hopefully none. Uh, pre-snap penalties, you know, things like that. Um, you know, and 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 really just get out of there healthy. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know that I'll I'll have a whole lot that's answered. It would be nice to see just the battle at that opposite safety spot is really intriguing because it seems like that is a churn. Yeah. I mean, between Ford and Cisco and Josh Jones and them bringing Josh Jones to speak to us yesterday. And, yeah, what did that say to you? Oh, I mean, and he was working with the first team today. Yeah, he's he's obviously somebody that that is really in the mix. But I mean, there there's somebody that they've given. Oh, Jared Wilson. Mm-hmm. There's somebody that they've given first team reps to in camp that is getting cut. Oh yeah. I mean, oh absolutely. There, there's no question about it. And right. so you know that's. That's a position that really seems like uh, it's it's got a ways to go before it'll be determined. No doubt, and you know Daniel Thomas had a, had a real nice mini camp. Uh, unfortunately, he's with Ben Bar. Uh, excuse me, he's with um, uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Taven Bryan right now is one of two guys that are on the COVID reserve nineteen list. I'll tell you what, I want to see tomorrow night or make that Saturday night. I, I want to see this offensive line really get off the ball. I want to see a lot of carries for Nathan Cottrell and Daria Gumbawale and uh, Devana Zigbo. I'd like to see those three get the bulk of the carries. Uh, as fun as it is to see ETN, if you're telling me he's in bubble wrap Saturday night, 
I'm okay with that. I kind of get the impression that Carl Hyde is a veteran who you're not going to see because the trust factor is there. Again, do you really want to see James Robinson get a lot of carries in this first game? So why not use these other three backs who have all shown signs? And, you know, can they move the football on the ground with whatever offensive line they're playing? Uh, that's what I'd like to see. Plus, that moves the clock. And the reason yeah. why you want the clock moving in the preseason, as you pointed out, you don't want any injuries. Right. That's uh, Cleveland doesn't want any injuries. Jacksonville doesn't want any injuries. That's the main thing you hope for. Yeah, no question about it. Ground and pound and get us out of there. All right, Hayes Carline, Rick Ballew, this is Death, Taxes, and Duval. We do it each and every week, and uh, this is exclusively uh, the very latest that uh, we have on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's uh, thank our sponsors. Let's begin with Stephen Doty. Yeah, I really appreciate the law office of Stephen Doty. If, if you've gone through any sort of financial hardship, but particularly if you're dealing with a big medical bill and, and not being able to pay it, maybe you've, you've gone through COVID and, and had to have been hospitalized and boy, that can be so expensive. Stephen Doty can really be a great help to you in this. If, call him at 416-8328. If you're dealing with something like a financial issue where you're thinking about bankruptcy. Stephen Doty can guide you through that. He can also help you with family law issues as well. The law office of Stephen Doty, give him a call at 416-8328. And Patriot Roofing Services Incorporated, they're state licensed and insured. Also, financing available. Don't allow your roof to get away from you. All right, It can really improve the value of your home. Maybe you're considering selling right now with the way that the uh, the market is, the real estate market um, You know, makes some small repairs and it could really add to what you're doing if it's time for you to downsize i don't know maybe the kids are uh, now moving on and and on their way to college or whatever just give mark tizzolo a call over at patriot roofing that's 982-4052 whether it is your home roofing whether it is your business or you know commercial roofing metal roofing roofing repairs venting skylights you name it they have it that is patriot roofing services and again the phone number is 982-4052 hayes carline on each and every day three to six he is our jaguars beat writer my name is rick Ballou. i am the jag sideline reporter and i come on right after hayes and company what is the best way for listeners out there to fire you a question yeah reach me on twitter at hayes carlion h-a-y-s-c-a-r-l-y-o-n all right sounds good and you can get me at Ballou, b-a-l-l-o-u-10-10 XL. Folks, that is it. Uh, we'll have reports from you live tomorrow on Thursday, as well as the rest of the week. And of course, the first preseason games right here in Jacksonville coming up Saturday night against the Cleveland Browns. I'll see you on the practice field in the morning. Sounds great, brother. There he goes. Hayes Carline, I'm Rick Ballou. This is Death, Taxes, and Duval.